When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Panther fans who want to keep pounding. The ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this 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 is views from Street. Now here's your host Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to episode one of our brand new podcast, Views from Mint Street, a podcast dedicated exclusively to the Carolina Panthers and exclusively to you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are glad to have you and look forward to chatting silver and blue pigskin with you week in and week out all season long, heck, all the way through the offseason. My name is Rob Brown, the 2022 South Carolina Broadcasters Association Sports Talk Radio Show of the Year was hosted by me and the gentleman sitting next-ish to me. Right across the metaphorical glass, he is my executive producer and co-host on our regular show, The Rob Brown Show. Now my executive producer and co-host here on Views from Main Street, Lonzo Reitzel. We are thrilled to have you guys. We are going to be going uh, uh, going on with this podcast starting this week. We'll be on twice this week. Got another episode dropping for you on Friday where we will take a look at the final preseason game of the year and then NFL week one, we will be bringing you a pod three times a week. So wherever you subscribe to your major podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever it might be, we want you to go get downloaded, go subscribe, go follow, do all the fun millennial influencer stuff with the buttons that you're supposed to do so that you don't miss an episode of Views from Mint Street. Again, my name is Rob Brown, Lonzo Reitzel on the other side of the board, and we're going to be talking Carolina football with you guys week in and week out for the foreseeable future. Hello, Lonzo. Hello, Rob. I'm so excited to be a part of this podcast because I've been a Panther fan for uh, 25 years. So looking really forward to this. From the very first time that I moved here, I got to go to Panther camp. They'd only been doing it for a uh, for a couple years. It was a little small. At the time, I still have the Panther watch that I got for for, for swag for going there. And uh, then from then on, it grew to to FanFest. I actually got to be on the stage and lead FanFest at one point for the Panthers. Uh, Mick Mixon was unable to be there one year. Got to do it. Got to see the... um, rotund mayor of Spartanburg pretend to run in with the football. (laughs) It was such a good time. So been around the Panthers, been able to talk about the Panthers for years and big Panther fan. Cannot wait. Going to love talking about this and can't wait for the season. Yes, indeed. Just a handful of weeks away. We do have one more preseason game to go. And on Friday, we will bring you a pod breaking down that final preseason game. But before we get there, obviously, over the last week or so, there has been a lot of news out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And we will jump right in to story number one. No surprise to me anyway. Baker Mayfield, officially your starting quarterback 
He'll be going up against his old squad, the Cleveland Browns, in the bank in week one as the Browns come to town. Uh, Interesting thing, and we're going to talk about this in a few minutes. The Cleveland Browns have not won a week one game since 1999, ladies and gentlemen. That is right. Y2K was still a big fear of ours the last time Cleveland opened the season with a W. We're going to bring that back up coming up in a little while. But we'll start with this. You know, the question, is anybody surprised by this, right? Like, is anybody surprised? Lonzo and I talked about this on our show, The Rob Brown Show, here in Greenville a number of weeks ago, a month and what, some change ago, when Baker Mayfield was brought down to Charlotte, there was never a doubt in my mind that Baker Mayfield would be the week one starter. So, so I don't know about you, man. This, this is this is a shock, I assume, to absolutely nobody except maybe Sam Darnold. And I got to think if Darnold's being honest, even he knew that this was this was writing on the wall. There were a couple of national media guys that said Sam Darnold would win, and boy, they were wrong, and hopefully they're hiding because they probably should be hiding. I do want to uh, throw out a warning here, a disclaimer. Uh, this will be the only time that I give this warning. Sometimes, every once in a while, you might hear something yelled, and uh, it's 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 going to happen. Don't be afraid. Uh, it's something that we learned is a thing at training camp. Baker! There it is. There it is. I love Baker yelling guy. Yes, so do I. And there were multiples of those, and it started out like the first day he walked out at Wofford College. Baker! And then it continued. Uh, then after, so every once in a while, might just have to yell that. Yeah, I mean, who was really surprised about Baker being the starting quarterback? Maybe Cleveland was like, well, he'll go there and, and they'll realize that he's a child and he's immature and, and they need a grown-up in the room. We and need it, an adult in and, the room. And Get over your damn selves. There's no way they're going to pick Baker Mayfield as a starter, but we knew. Yeah. Most people knew when yeah. Baker came in uh, that he would be the starter and uh, he's shown reasons why he should be. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, again, it was inevitable. I'm tired of saying it, but it keeps needing to be said. Baker Mayfield showed up in Cleveland after a year where they were 1-15, and and within a couple of years had that team in the playoffs for the first time in, what, forever? I think they've won one playoff game in, like, I think since Abraham Lincoln was president, basically. Things have not gone essentially well for the Browns, and Baker was really one of a few bright spots that they've had over the years. So, you know, I just don't get it. You've talked about this on our show a number of times. For whatever reason, there seems to be a recognizable feeling amongst not all, but a lot of big head media that Baker Mayfield's a bad dude and that the the cockiness and the swag that Baker brought coming from planting the flag at Oklahoma up into the NFL somehow makes him a bad quarterback. And I've, I've, I've floated this theory on our show a couple of times, which is that for whatever reason, the media looks at football players and, and loves all the fun players except quarterbacks. They just always want the quarterback to be buttoned down, to be suit and tie. And you get that out of some quarterbacks, right? Especially, especially a number of the elite quarterbacks. When I look at Tom Brady on the field, that's a that's a buttoned up suit and tie kind of guy. Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, all these guys had that mentality. But you can be a QB and have a little fun. And I think the sliding around the field on the pregame and 
just dance into the music during warmups and whatnot. I feel like people have expected that Baker's going to be more more business mentality, more of a <clears throat> adult in the room. But when it comes down to it, the dude can ball. The dude can play. And he's got weapons in Charlotte that I think are going to help those big head media folks recognize maybe it wasn't on Baker in Cleveland. Maybe, maybe Cleveland is just a bad franchise. Maybe. But we'll see. We'll talk about it. I did want to ask one more question regarding that, and it's it's why did it take so long for Matt Rule to come out and name Baker Mayfield the starter? And I've got I've got two, I think, explanations about that. The first explanation is that I think Matt Rule kind of has an affinity for Sam Darnold, right? Like, like Matt Rule brought Sam Darnold in. And when Matt Rule brought in Sam Darnold, I think he sold all of us, myself included, for, for full disclosure here. A lot of us thought, all right, he was with Adam Gates in the Jets. The Jets are a garbage franchise. Adam Gates has proven multiple times that he does not have any idea how to coach an offense, needless to say, a quarterback. We kind of looked at Sam and went, that dude was too good to be that bad in New York. And Matt Rule, more than any of us, banked on that, right? Like he brought him down at a point where Matt Rule was being talked about going on the hot seat a year ago. They brought Darnold down, and I think Matt Rule thought, I can fix this guy. I can change what went wrong in New York and get him right. And it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. So I think there was some part of him that thought, let me give Sam an opportunity now that there's pressure on him to potentially lose the starting job, let me give him an opportunity to prove himself. Because if Darnold comes out and clearly beats Baker Mayfield out for the job, then I can at least go, hey, we brought in a quarterback who's been to the playoffs. We brought in a quarterback who is supposed to be good. And Sam beat that guy. Maybe I wasn't that far off. And it just took Sam a year to get it. That's my first guess. The second guess is, I think it was for Baker Mayfield's mentality. I think Matt Rule wanted Baker Mayfield to genuinely, truly, honestly, realistically win the QB competition. Albert Breer put out on Twitter yesterday that Baker Mayfield effectively won this job after preseason game number one, and Matt Rule just kind of held off on announcing the decision, even though the coaching staff knew that was the decision they were going to go with. And I, I think... It was either to spare Sam Darnold's feelings, which they trotted out Sam Darnold for a press conference after he found out he wasn't the starter, and it was like, ah, Michael Scott, the office, cringeworthy to watch. But I think the other aspect of it was they wanted Baker not to feel like he was just going to show up and be coronated, right? He wasn't just going to show up and we were going to start throwing silver and blue rose petals at his feet. You have to show up. You got to work. You got to learn and you got to earn the job. And they wanted him to feel like he was in a real competition, even if we knew he wasn't. So those are my two guesses as to why we were asking why Baker's not the starter a week and a half, two, three weeks ago. And he just got named the starter this past Monday. You know, I think another part of it is with, with rule was, he was being overly scrutinized and and justly so. He should be overly scrutinized because there was uh, there was a quarterback that he could have gotten in the draft if he hadn't gotten Sam Darnold so early, uh, a guy by the name of Justin Fields. 
he could have got I mean there were a lot of Panther fans pretty upset about the fact that he went ahead and and got Sam Darnold when they knew that Justin Fields would be available and the Panthers were picking in a place where they had a good shot of getting him so he bet on Sam Darnold and he bet wrong Sam Darnold although he looked really good last year the first couple games CMC goes down and suddenly Sam Darnold's seeing ghosts and he's just not as good as he looked in the first couple games. So you want to keep him around for that. The other thing is, how much of it is them actually listening to what Cleveland was saying? Bringing him in to see it, to bring him Baker in to see if he is that guy that, that Cleveland was saying he was. And maybe he did have to come in and prove some things because of that, because of that reputation. Yeah, I, I certainly think there's a possibility, and that led to the next thing I was going to ask, which is, did it pain Matt Rule to pick Baker Mayfield, right? Because, again, Sam was his guy. He, You're right. He rolled the dice. He took a gamble on Sam Darnold instead of grabbing Justin Fields, instead of any of the other free agents that were available last year. And there's some element of Panthers fans, and I don't think that they necessarily are, are definitively wrong, that believe that it may have been a Scott Fitter or David Tepper decision to bring Baker in, that it may not have been Matt Rule's decision, which is why it took so long to go get Baker Mayfield, right? We all thought that Baker Mayfield was a realistic possibility weeks, months before he ends up wearing silver and blue. And there's a lot of folks that are asking the very fair question, was this a Fitter or Tepper overruling Matt Rule thing? And it may have been because just like Darnold, was Rule's guy, Rule is Tepper's guy, right? That was a Tepper decision. So if he's trying, and Matt Rule trying to save his job with Baker, Tepper's effectively doing the same thing because if Matt Rule fails, then Tepper and Fitterer, who made the decision to hire Matt Rule out of Baker, they got to take some of that heat too, especially if the Panthers end up being a five-win or less football team this year the heat gets cranked up on those guys as well so I don't wonder if this wasn't kind of a forced decision from upper management to kind of save themselves from the frying pan as well as Matt Rule so we talked about Matt Rule and we talked about the, the the GM let's talk about Baker himself now not being named the quarterback now that he has Let's talk about him in week one, and we'll break down the Carolina-Cleveland game when we get to week one in just a handful of days. But for now, let's talk about Baker himself. We saw that Miles Garrett of the Browns came out and said, oh, you know, it's not really personal. We don't really have a rivalry with Carolina. We certainly don't have a rivalry with Baker Mayfield. And like, that's cute. And that's nice. And heck, maybe it's true. Maybe all the guys wearing helmets in Cleveland actually liked Baker Mayfield. I have no idea. What I do know is that knowing what we know about Baker Mayfield, I can't imagine a world in which Baker Mayfield doesn't have a bit of a fire to go out there in week one and roll up about 45 points on his old team and say, who's the adult in the room now, right? Like there's got to be a little fire, a little intensity for Baker to go out there and to just get Cleveland. We know that a lot of Baker comes from his personality. So competition, will we start to see Baker Mayfield, who since he arrived in Charlotte has actually been a professional, right? We saw his introductory press conference when he was still in Cleveland over Zoom and he was saying all the right things. 
We saw him when he showed up to Charlotte and he was buttoned up and 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 he didn't get the the over the top animated character of Baker Mayfield. And we saw him interacting with the fans and signing every autograph and playing paper, rock, scissors for the hat with the kids and all that. And, and that's all well and good, but he was he was very much the professional football player. I kind of want a little bit of Baker, the character. I kind of want a little personality. I kind of want a little pizzazz out of my QB, much like the Panthers had when Cam Newton played there. Now that he is QB1, Lonzo, are we going to see that side of Baker Mayfield kind of start to make its presence known? And if so, is that a good thing for the Panthers? All right, to that end, I saw uh, Baker in a press conference yesterday, I believe it was, and they were asking the Cleveland question, because you have to ask it. You absolutely have to ask it with all the drama that went on with Cleveland, knowing that's going to be the very first game. And Baker said, I'm not a robot. I am Pretty much, I'm looking for that. It's not a direct quote, except for the I am not a robot. He said, I am not a robot. Yes, I'm looking forward to that game. And we're going to get a little bit more. As it, But he also said they're concentrating on this week's game, this, this week's preseason game, and then they'll move on after that, which is the right thing to say. But the whole when he said, I'm not a robot, there was a smirk. There was a look oh, yeah. on his face like, oh, yeah. I'm still here. That, that thing's still in here. When it's time to unleash it, you're going to see it. Yeah, I think so. I think he knows it. I think that we know it. I'm excited about it, frankly. I'm excited. I like that swag. The Panthers were at their best under Cam when Cam was being Cam. And I know there are a lot of people that don't like that kind of animated, boisterous quarterback who wears his emotions on his sleeve. I do. I like that guy. I I like that guy because he's got a passion and a fire, and he can get the fan base excited. Football is about being excited both as a fan and as a player, and I want to see that happen 